What's going on everybody, it's your boy Mike here, and before you get to episode 87, first of all, thanks everybody for tuning in, but I want to let everyone know that episode 87 was recorded during the Bucks and the Celtics game last night, so if you don't hear us talking about Kevin Durant's injury, which an MRI revealed today that it is a mild calf strain, you know, that's why, because we recorded during the Bucks and the Celtics game, so we didn't really get to that, obviously, you know, this happened after we recorded so, fortunate enough, Kevin Durant suffered a mild calf strain, and he will be out for the rest of the second round. And if Golden State advances, then it's it's been said that he may return for the conference finals. But I just wanted to let everybody know that if you don't hear us talking about Kevin Durant, that's obviously the reason why. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Peace. Ben Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot, I want to welcome my audience to episode number 87 of Curry in the Pot. I'm back again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back with another episode. This week, we're going to be talking NBA playoffs, but if you missed last week's episode featuring B. Jones, the co-producer of Curry in the Pot, and my little homie, the 13-year-old Phenom Bank, make sure y'all go check that out. We had a very special draft recap and i also had him on the week before when we did a draft preview but i'm back again these playoffs have been really really interesting but i'm not alone in this one and as you all know well if you don't know shame on you but two weeks ago i had my first ever female co-host on curry in the pot and now this week i have two females so first things first i'm going to introduce the lady that was on two weeks ago uh, she does some really good work uh, with the mystics and also you know other stuff in the dmv with dmv sports one so i first want to introduce miss tykira carter tykira how you doing i'm doing good how are you doing oh pretty good pretty good thanks for asking good so so next up uh this is one of my former colleagues from a couple of years ago but i'm excited to have her on for the first time so I want to introduce all the way out in Cali, uh, the lovely Miss Courtney Tate of the Fumble. Courtney, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, no problem, no problem. This was this was long overdue. So, so ladies, what's your what's your impressions of these playoffs? I mean, well, you said we're gonna start in the East, and I'm just gonna tell you that the East has been surprising <laughs> me thus far i've been so entertained i'm so excited to, i honestly let's just start with what's going on right now this celtics and bucks game five uh-huh. is cra- Woo, it's crazy to think that you know the celtics were just gonna back down so easily i didn't think that was gonna happen what about you i had boston winning this series uh, i didn't hear t- had bucks winning so oh, crazy. Man, I've i just thought very they- pro bucks yeah. I just thought they had so many bodies to throw at Giannis, but who knew that the bu- the Bucks, their whole the whole team was gonna show up this series? Like uh, guys like Pat Connaughton have been showing man, up. Man, I mean <laughs> even the bench. I'm like, come on. Oh, yeah, I've just been very cool watching them come together as one. I mentioned in a podcast that I was in a while ago that I thought the Bucks weren't going to be as efficient without Malcolm Brogdon. I thought that might have been a problem due to the fact that he is a piece of their core. He's back though tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, he's back tonight. Yeah, so it's almost like, do do they get better? Do they stay the same? 
No, I think um, they just added some They get that. worse because they've been playing so good without him. Um, you know, you just never know when a player is out and they come back, um, what that could do for you. But with Giannis being so productive, it's almost like... Yeah, but, you know, Kyrie also, Kyrie also shot horribly. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For, for certain. <laughs> so, I mean, they really cannot get in their heads tonight. I mean, they, they're they a streaky team. They need to get back on the winning streak because it's not. It's, it's over. I don't know. But I think that adding Brogdon back into the lineup, I don't know if it hurts them or because they just look so well put together. I just really think it adds one more weapon that the, war, the Celtics not going to be able to stop. Yeah. This is bad. And uh, Jason Tatum, my guy, has been stinking it up. He's shooting... <laughs> A whopping seven percent from the three-point line no. this series, and this is ooh, this is this is and, bad. You know, my sleeper, I thought Hayward coming back, it was gonna be just crazy for the Celtics, but he's scoring a whopping seven point five points per game this series. I'm just like, come on. Mm. Yeah, the whole team is just very disconnected right now, and I don't know if it starts off the court, they're bringing it on the court, but they just have to do a lot of things differently, like. Kyrie going seven for twenty-two from the field and then complaining about his teammates as a leader—you just no. can't. You know, you can't do that. It's it's almost like, well, shoot, what are you doing that's so special where you can, you know, point the finger at others? And you know, I, it's so crazy. Cause I saw him do an interview and he said, "I'm doing it all." If I, if y'all say I shot twenty-two shots, that was a lot of shots. I should have shot thirty. I'm like, mm, I don't know if thirty shots would have been the key way to. <laughs> that's take exactly it. what I was getting ready to I'm say. I'm like, come on, man. That's not. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I think. Do it efficiently, been. you know. But if it's not efficient, <laughs> what's the purpose? Yeah, seven, seven for twenty-two eight. is not efficient when you got Giannis who's scoring fifteen for twenty. So I'm like kind of tough bite for them to chew but we're gonna see yeah I, th- I think it's i think it's over i mean i you wouldn't think it's over I mean, I mean i wouldn't be surprised if they won tonight but i i, I think it's over over in six you don't think it's going to seven i, uh, no, I definitely don't think it's going to seven man and you they know it's the answer for Giannis down low like they they don't you can throw bodies at them but both teams aren't shooting very great from the three, but what's making up for it is the paint points that the Bucks are having. Um, the Bucks outscored them in the paint, sixty-six to forty-four. That's that's about twenty points in the paint. Like if you Giannis can't... just gets to the paint at will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is. I don't know. I'm dis- I'm very disappointed. I thought. I'm I'm just disappointed. Period in how the Celtics have been playing, and it's crazy. Like you just mentioned, that uh, neither neither team is shooting the three ball well, and Milwaukee's yeah. a pretty good three point shooting team. And me and my dad were having this convo the other night. The Celtics they shoot a lot of threes, but they they don't really have a bunch of shooters. They think they shoot mm-hmm. better than they actually do. So, <laughs> it's, Kyrie included. Yeah, Kyrie included. It's just a recipe for disaster. And, and you know, my I'm thing with the Celtics that's been, that's been bugging me all season for real is just how they handle everything in the press and how they point fingers when it's mm-hmm. when they're, you know, it's just it's not conducive for a winning playoff team. You know, the type of nature that they have, which makes me wonder, like, if they do end up losing tonight or, they, you know, it ends up going to six and they lose in six or seven. I still don't think Kyrie's going to want to be here for too much longer because I'm not thinking that this is what I honestly think they've regressed a little bit. 
I was just getting ready to go there. I was getting ready to say, so do we all have a consensus that Kyrie Irving, uh, this is his last series with the Celtics? He's leaving. He's not making the players better around him, and they're obviously not drawing to him either. Yeah. So, Absolutely. You know, I mean, to think that the Celtics were better with Terry Rozier is just weird to me, you know? But it's not weird. It just shows that, like, they play more collective as a whole without a ball-dominant point guard on their team. Jason Tatum gets more shots. Terry Rozier, you know, he's a distributor, but he scores at the right times. He doesn't need the ball as much as Kyrie does to be an effective point guard. And I'm not saying that Kyrie is wrong for doing that um, because we know his capabilities, but you have to be able to bring your team along with you, and that's something that he's not doing or failing to doing and pointing the fingers when maybe he should turn around and look at himself. So then Mm. where do you guys want to see Kyrie end up after this? Well, hold on one quick point. I just think this is funny because this is what Kyrie Irving wanted. This is what he asked for. (laughs) So much for he begged. Yeah, this is exactly what he asked for. And and now, you know, who this this is just bad. That's all I can really say. The other side. (laughs) You don't know this, you know. Hey, man, I, I won't complain if he comes to the Lakers and, you know, rejoin LeBron. I, I, I won't oh, complain. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with, in, in Los Angeles, but we're going to see for, with that one, too. All right, so, uh, so back to your question. What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, you already answered it. It's clear you want to see him go to your, your beloved Lakers. <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to go there. I would just like to see him. You know, I would like to see him head off to New York, honestly. I wish I confident. Yes, wish I could confidently and, and and Zion. That would be that should be that would be crazy. Draft lottery coming up on Tuesday too. I'm already knowing that's gonna be crazy. We'll see. I, I just know that I really think you know Kyrie in a Celtics jersey is, is last time we're gonna see this for real. It's over. But um, back to this Eastern this Eastern conference. What you guys? How you guys feeling about this uh, Sixers and Toronto and Toronto series? I've been pro Toronto as well. I believe I had I had the Bucks winning in seven, but yeah. they just wrap it up, get this series over with. Um, and I had the Raptors winning. You had them five. Uh, yeah, five, but clearly that's over with. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll but we'll just say this. The Sixers played horrible in game five, so... A disgusting display. Man. Yeah. yeah, and people are trying to justify it. Embiid was sick. Yada, yada. People play sick all the time, though. You can't continue to make excuses for these professionals. I agree. I, just, I think the Sixers that night, they just had so many people playing, getting a whole bunch of minutes, but not getting a lot of offense, any type of productivity at all. Oh, I think he had so many people playing because he was trying to see who was going to step up. And you mm. have Jimmy Jimmy Butler just running rampant, trying to carry the whole team on his back. It don't work like that. All right, so my, my question is, who is to blame in this series for the Sixers? I, I think Ben Simmons, personally. Um, I've been very, been very non-existent to me. Yeah, last night he had more turnovers than assists. I've been very critical of him because he's the same player that he was last year. And, you know, yeah. he had a phenomenal season last year. But, you know, you, each season you should add, you know, more and more to your game. And obviously he hasn't he's, added he's, anything. He he definitely plays very content to me. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm in my spot. I'm going to be, you know, this point guard. I'm one of the best. That's all I need to do right now. And that's just not it. Not at all. He needs to join the party. Him scoring 10 points and less is unacceptable. I believe he had 10 last night, seven the night before. Yeah. Like, you oh, know, seven yeah. last night, 10 the night before. Yeah. 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 I got it mixed up. But it's like, what in what world is that okay for you? You're supposed to be like this next up superstar. That's what, you know, they have planted on your name. And you're only shooting five shots in, you know. It, it looks like to me that he, he thinks his team now is, is, they got parts where he doesn't have to step up in all part all times of the game. And if, if you're, if you know, Joel B is sick and Jimmy Butler, he can't do it by himself. Somebody else, you're the only one left. Mm. Okay, so here's my point about the series, and uh, I, I thought it was gonna go. I said I said Raptors in six. I actually called that, yeah. but the reason I did is because the Raptors now now the Sixers have the most talent, especially in their starting five. But the Raptors play uh, more as a team; they're more cohesive. Mm-hmm. So I always, you know, figure. And Kawhi Leonard has been on a rampage. He's been on a tear. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's been killing. So, with that being said, you know the Raptors have been playing really well, and Siakam, who you know everybody pretty much has his most improved. Uh, he he's been a uh, ball. He's been playing spectacular, and I think you know they're at their best when Kyle Lowry is the third option, mm-hmm. and you know because he's definitely not a good one or two. So you know as the third option, Kyle Lowry, you know it's pretty good for him, and he had a really good game last night. He had 19 points. And, and you know people have been giving shot. him a lot of hard time this season, and and you know and, and people have been kind of gassing Ben Simmons this this this, this postseason. I think Kyle Lowry has been playing a lot better than I've seen him play all year, and I I really think that he they needed him especially to step up. Yeah, he's been playing good with the exception of this zero point performance against Orlando in game okay. first round. <laughs> true, true. All right, so uh, so did all, uh, both of you have uh, Toronto winning the series? I you know, I I wanted the Sixers to win, but after watching the way this playoffs been playing at panning out, I just think I don't know. I, I think Toronto's gonna pull it out. Yeah. And Takira said she had them in five, but she you think it's going to end in six, right? Well, now I do. I mean, regardless of how it ends, I want the Raptors to move on, and I believe that they have the better team as far as like, to face to Milwaukee. Absolutely. So. I, I think I would much rather see Toronto play Milwaukee than I would rather see the Sixers play Milwaukee, for real, for real. It's, Sixers are a mess. They're a mess but, right uh, now. Yeah, yeah. We're going to move on to the West, and... I want to talk. I'm going to say Golden State for last. I want to talk. I want to talk Denver and Portland, which has been a really, really good series. Shocking. Um, I want. I wanted to see this. Me and Takira talked last time two weeks ago, and you know, before it was kind of like we, we didn't know if it was going to happen because uh, Denver and San Antonio are yet to play Game Seven. But we were saying, you know, Portland and Denver that would be a really good series. And now, you know, it's living up to the hype. So, what do you it guys is. takeaways from from this series? Um, it's, it's been a fun, fun series to watch. Last night was the first disappointing game that I've seen out of the series. It was like, you know, the first real blowout. But mm-hmm. regardless, like, the four overtime game, I was very locked in. And 
you know, seeing like what team was going to tap out first because both teams were giving their all. And, and, you know, in a game of basketball, it's one winner, one loser. I was like, dang, I wish both of these teams could walk off the court, big, you know, victorious. <laughs> yeah. But because of how hard they've been playing, um, what I will say is that I would love for Damian Lillard to get back on his streak, his role, and his groove. Um, he hasn't been performing his best. And I think that's where, you know, they lose the last two games. Him not stepping up because they, um, when they played on Sunday, they had a lead. CJ McCollum, he's on a roll. He's playing some very good basketball. But Damian Lillard comes Your back. Your least favorite player. <laughs> he's not my least favorite player he's just not my favorite <laughs> yeah the Nuggets really honestly like I I don't think I even noticed how complete of a team they were during the regular season until until after in the postseason you know I have just been so shocked at just how well they play together how hard they play how com- I mean, it's, hard, it's, it's rare to see an NBA team run so many full offensive sets they, like like the Nuggets do. It's just a lot for the Trailblazers to comprehend, I feel like that. And that's why I feel like they're just going to really end up pulling this one out. And that's why I think the last game was so defining. Game five was so defining because they're just way more complete. Like, of course, everybody wants to see Damian Lillard, you know, have this amazing, amazing season and amazing postseason because he's such a great player and he's so well respected in the game. But come on. Like Paul Millsap, a veteran doing what he did in this series so far is just a crazy to watch. That's where I was getting ready to go. And um, I wanted to say it's like so obviously, you know, you got Damian Lillard and CJ McCullum, but like like you just mentioned, Paul Millsap has been the consistent third guy for Denver outside of Jokic and Jamal Murray. Yeah, right. And, um, you know, Portland, they haven't had that consistently. You know, we saw Rodney Hood step mm-hmm. up big in the, you know, full overtime game. But on a consistent basis, you know, they're getting it. Denver's getting it from Paul Millsap, who's averaging 19 and 9 in this series. And I got to give a lot of credit to Jokic, who's averaging almost a triple double in this series. Man. Yeah, he. I saw a post today on social media actually that said who who's one of your favorite international players and I after started thinking about it like of course you got your Greek god but Joe Jokic <laughs> is like oh my goodness he is really shocking me yeah he caught me off guard uh I, you know I gotta <laughs> give credit when credit is due I gotta give credit when credit is due because I really really wanted to see Dane pull this one out for his team pull it out for the city but I don't know. I, I, I'm really liking what Denver's doing right now during this series. It's really during the whole playoffs, bro. I, they just look like a complete team. With some team, team that actually even you know a, t- a team that's exciting to watch. You know. Yeah. Uh, I I don't even I can't even call it. I don't even know who's gonna win. I guess you could say Denver has the upper hand. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, they win Game Six is over. Yeah. So. Um, mm, I can't really call it. I I want to I want to see it go seven. I'm are you thinking with your head? Or are you thinking with your heart? Uh, I mean, I'm not neither. Cause uh, I just wanted to see a really good series. A really good series. I mean, I like Damian Lillard and all, but I I never really been you know completely high on the rest of the Trailblazers team. Yeah, me And either. I honestly was never really high on Denver. You know, I thought, you know, since their three best players have never played in the playoffs, meaning mm-hmm. you know Jokic. Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, but you know Paul Millsap has been that guy, the, you know third, the third guy for them. So 
you know, I, I thought I thought the Denver Nuggets were a fluke, so you know they're proving me wrong. So I guess I guess I would say I got Denver winning the series. I don't know, you know, six or seven, but I I, I guess I would say Denver. You know, I, I think this is okay. this series will be much. Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. Continue. I, I was just gonna say I think this series will be you know much more realistic terms to finish in seven than some of the games in the Eastern Conference for for real. I, I actually think I actually think the Trailblazers can match up a little bit better than I'm think than I'm hoping that they can pull out to seven. But I'm I'm not sure, Mike. I'm just gonna let you know that I really think Denver might pull this one out game six. I can see it. I can definitely see it. So Takira, what about you? Well, I think Portland has the upper hand because um, we're thinking mm. from a court situation, they're going back to Portland for this game. For sure. So yeah. therefore, you're, they're going to be back in their home gym. They have the fans on their side. They play typically well in Portland, although they lost that game um, when they were at home on Sunday. It's not like they got blown out or anything. It, it was, you know, it came literally down to the wire. Clock hit zero zero, and you know that was that. But they still played a good game. It was just, you know, lapses which happened well, in the game. Portland's just going to have to. Portland's just going to have to find a way to stop Denver down low. I mean, they outscored they outscored um, the Trailblazers 66 to 44 last game. So, you know, in down low. So they're going to have to find a way to contain some points in the paint in order for them to stop what's going on. And Damian Lillard doesn't have doesn't score 30 or, you know, even more than that. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Well, yeah, I think they'll be fine as far as that goes. Cancer is not necessarily 100 percent because at first. In the first few games, he was matching up pretty well with Jokic down low. And, you know, that helps them when he's healthier, playing a complete game. He's, you know, fasting right now, and he has his shoulder injury that's taken away from that production inside um, as far as their defense goes. But I think Portland's Achilles heel has been finishing and connecting from the free throw line. We can say, you know, damn the points inside. But they're not doing the little things that helps them complete the games that they have won in this definitely. season. Definitely some That's game adjustments. Some game adjustments they could definitely use in this one to have to figure it out because they just need a few more things to put together in order to pull it out. I think also in this series, they, they are, they're really missing Nurkic. Oh, yes. Yeah, I would definitely say that. But uh, let's move on to... To a series that, you know, should be a Western Conference Finals matchup, but, you know, due to seeding, it's not as yeah. a second round matchup. And that's Golden State and Houston. So, ladies, talk to me. Um, well, Golden State, they had to the, the clear upper hand. They, they went up 2-0. Everybody thought they was going to close out the Rockets and they weren't going to win a game, or at least that's what I was seeing on my Twitter feed. Um, and the Rockets have been playing hard. I think they have, you know, a bit of a chip on their shoulder going up against Golden State and constantly losing to them. Um, But what I like about Houston in this series, they've been doing the little things that has been helping them get over the hump. Those extra diving for loose balls, getting those extra rebounds and putbacks. They had 13 offensive boards last game you know giving them those extra possessions and that's what you need against a great team like golden state mm-hmm. now my, my my thoughts on golden state i just uh, i really want to see i really need to see the rockets pull this one out because i don't know how 
any I, I didn't think it was possible for the for the for the Rockets to win a game in Oakland. However, you know, you see the Clippers win two games in Oakland. So I think it's for once for sure possible. But I don't think the mm. Rockets can pull out a game seven in Oakland for them to, in order to take this series. So if they want a chance, they're gonna have to do it tonight for one. That's for one. And I also and also wonder because, you know, Andre Godala has been the main person who's been trying to defend James Harden. I also wonder with him hyperextending his knee on the, in the game on Monday how that's going to respond tonight against the Rockets. So we're going to have to see how the Warriors can respond to a little less defense than they're used to against James Harden tonight. Mm, so uh, real quick, a couple of things. Um, wow, this series has been good. And um, I would say... I would say uh, it's beneficial to Golden State. You know, um, I would say Golden State has the upper hand still because, you know, you saw those looks that they got at the end of the game to almost send it, you know, yeah, to OT. Are, they usually, mm-hmm. you know, put in two great, great looks. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if they, you know, they should be feeling good going back home. And I think yeah. it also benefits them because, you know, this is now a three game series and mm-hmm. two of the games will be played in Oakland if it goes seven. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think that's a benefit because, you know, last year you remember uh, the Rockets were up three, two and, and Golden they State closed had to out win the on last. The road. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Right. So Golden State doesn't have to win on the road this time. And, you know, I think we haven't even seen. Clay Thompson have that Clay Thompson game yet, or stamp uh, yeah. this stamp on the series. Had yet. a game except for Kevin Durant that has really wowed me. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. KD has definitely been carrying this, putting he, this team on yeah. his back. He's the only one to me, and that's something that is to be scared. For that's something to fear because if you know, you got four All Stars haven't really. Their all-star qualities during this year. You know what might happen now. You never know who could get hot on the Warriors. You never know who's going to score forty. So it's kind of a scary thing for Houston to have to face tonight. Mm-hmm. But we can. Who is that? We'll have to see. Yeah, yeah. scary times. Go ahead. I think the um the most fun part of this series to me hasn't even necessarily been like the basketball aspect, but it's been the drama behind it. Um, it's kind I of agree. funny. You know, like watching Chris Paul get pushed around by Kevin Durant. <laughs> then, you know, Harden had to get his get back, poke Draymond Green in the eye, same way. Yeah. And I think that's been the most fun part to watch to me because it hasn't really been like super great basketball. We know the history yeah. behind these two teams, but I think them like stepping up like this grittiness and I'm, I'm trying to go hard attitude has been something that's like been enjoyable. Takes the place in instead of watching some amazing basketball you know it certainly kind of does because it's like yeah you see these teams it's, it's the same story you know year after mm. year golden state goes up against houston whether it's in the second round or the finals it's like golden state, i think golden state has the rockets battle time and time again so at what point you know can we see houston pull it out if it's going to be the same story then the different part of it is this drama Mm-hmm. I think the Rockets need to work out some systematic issues as well before they can before they step on the court tonight because they even though they won they just did not I just regardless of how bad the Warriors play it still looked like to me they were outplaying the Rockets just a little bit they shot better than the Rockets they out rebounded the Rockets they just didn't hit anything they shot horribly and I think you know some of those shots gonna start falling tonight and I'm <laughs> scared for that yeah but if 
if the Rockets continue to do the intangibles, like the out hustle mm-hmm. plays, Golden State to me is almost playing like they won this. Like a day Yeah, they are very like lack they did against the Clippers. Yeah. And so that's gonna bite them in the butt, just like it did the last two games. Now, is it hard and- to beat them three times in a row? Yeah. That you know, that's the part where we have to come to terms with. Yes. Golden do you guys think the Warriors are in a good. state of urgency yet? Do you think they have hit that point where they're where they're feeling fearful as well? Well, they should at this point. You're you know they're forcing you to another game when you should have closed it out already. Therefore, I feel like yeah, it needs to. It's like at what point is it going to turn on that you guys aren't playing your best basketball? I think it has to uh, be a sense of urgency tonight. You know, Game Five is usually a very pivotal game. Mm-hmm. In uh, in every seven game series, I think, yeah, they they better hit a sense of urgency. But uh, St- Steph probably played, you know, one of the worst games of his career ever. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, so I don't think he'll play that bad. Like Steph was missing a lot of that's shots. That's what I'm you know, saying. He layups. layups. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's missing wide open layups. He's you know he's not playing like we're used to seeing him play. I mean, I don't know if he gonna... try to give him the benefit of the doubt, his finger injury, like, it was a serious yeah. injury, and he's, you know, still playing through it. I'm not saying, you know, all right, go out here, smoke layups, and do some uncharacteristic dunking and missing, like, that's <laughs> not okay, <laughs> you know, but in the same breath, it's like, his team is so good, it's not giving him the right to almost have a bad game, but then where are your other people to step up when you don't have that night? Right. Huh, you can't have one. And my problem with the Warriors is, yes, you you absolutely have, you know, interchangeable players who can be off one night and be on one night. But you can't have one person on and three people off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was exactly. what can't happen. That Steph Curry slandered the other night, man. It was it was hilarious. I was uh, sending tweets to Tyke. Man, those tweet twit NBA Twitter during the playoffs is a whew, it's a tough thing to get through if you're not playing well. Oh man, they were saying they were saying that Steph Curry is just DJ Augustine with God on his side. <laughs> I, I lost it, man. Oh. Yo, that they were making some funny comparisons. I was crying. Whew. So now I want to move on to an even bigger joke in the NBA. Didn't even want to talk about this, but the Lakers find themselves in the news again. The Lakers stink! And Ty Lue has reportedly backed out of uh, consideration for being the next Lakers coach. And now the candidates are Mike Woodson, who hasn't <laughs> been a head coach since, I believe, 2014. Um... Lionel Hollins, who hasn't been a coach since like 2014 as well. And uh, Frank Vogel, who hasn't done an exceptional job coaching since he was the Pacers coach. (laughs) So what happened to all of this Jason Kidd stuff? And and why isn't Mark Jackson uh, at least getting an interview? Somebody talk to me before I go on a rant. Mm, well yeah they're they're just in a state of trouble it's almost like i mean are people afraid to coach with lebron uh i mean like a very realistic question to ask because he wants to be player coach so bad but there's a way to go about it kobe bryant he was player coach 
teacher, but doing it in the right way. You know what I mean? But I feel like LeBron is very much the greatest player in the world, but might be one of those players that could be a little hard to play with at times. But do y'all think it's the coaches who don't want to come to L.A.? Or is it LeBron telling management who I don't want to come to L.A.? Hey, so hold that on. I can't I care be coach? Before you answer, mm-hmm. disclaimer, Courtney is a, is a huge LeBron fan. <laughs> so before you answer, I just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm a huge LeBron fan, but I'm not shedding him no slack right now. Man. Go ahead. No, you can go ahead, Courtney. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying a disclaimer. I'm just not giving LeBron any type of leeway right now. <laughs> I love him to death, but he he's not getting a pass. I will hope you're not giving up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just been rough. And I'm not saying he not, he's absolutely not to blame for how the season went for the Lakers. You know, he went down at a crucial time. And as he went down, the team went down with him, you know, with his um, injury. Literally, because everybody yeah. got injured after that. Oh my gosh, injury yeah. struck. I, I I just don't know, man. There were problems with Lou, then magically, so you know it was just like a whirlwind. It, you know everything just kind of came crashing down on this franchise, and you know everybody expected it to be the opposite way. Quite but, frankly, but you know living out here amongst like you know real like. Not I'm saying like not saying people on the East Coast aren't real LA fans, but just like I'm about fans, to say, <laughs> I know fans <laughs> have just been like raised out here. They are all like all head struck that it's just poor management. Like that it's the Lakers have always been struck with poor management apparently, and I don't know. I just think they need to really dig down into that front office and see what's going on in there internally, where the disconnect is, because there is some disconnect that's been happening for a long time. Yeah, I just I don't know what they're thinking with these coaching candidates though. Like what what good are they gonna do is Mike Woodson? Lionel Hollins? Y'all y'all know LeBron wants to coach the team himself. I don't know why y'all these coaches (laughs) these coaches track records are like (laughs) what what have you done to be worthy of getting this team that needs work? One of the best franchises in 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 ever as well mind you and they just come in yeah right on so there. <laughs> I, I don't understand where they are going with this and what any of these hires are going to do to turn things around um piggybacking off of courtney yeah i think it's a lot of front office issues and a lot of you know lebron is probably in their ear mm-hmm. but i'm like does he want to play for any of them like it, it just uh they're 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 in trouble. They got some things to figure out. Not some, a lot. <laughs> this, is, this is disgusting. So first, Magic steps down. Yeah. Don't have a president mm-hmm. of basketball operations. You mm-hmm. don't have a coach. You know, Monty Williams. No, I'm I'm, I'm I'm happy for Monty Williams going to Phoenix, going to Phoenix because you know there's there's no expectations in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And if you know he were to come to the Lakers, the expectations are unrealistic. So. I, I don't. I don't. I even think know. they I, just want to go home next year and not make the playoffs again. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2013. So Ooh. like, you know that that is it's, it's beyond long. It's tough for me to think about a playoffs another new year with no LeBron, but it hasn't been too disappointing this year.
Good you know point. what I mean, though? You feel me? <laughs> like, I, you know, I was just talking to my dad about this because we're both LeBron fans, but we were both discussing, like, you know what? I don't think I really missed watching LeBron this year in the playoffs. I'm but not tearing like, off my finger, I would though. love to see it for, for the Lakers because they hold such strong history of being, you know, this great franchise, and it's like just crashing down year after year after year. You think LeBron's about to come in and be the savior and answer all the problems. And then it's it's just as worse, if not, you know, worse. I have no idea what's going to happen. Neither uh, do I, but these coaching candidates are, are not it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> Did you say I'm, you're I'm, afraid? Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I think I, I'm I don't afraid, know. too. We're yeah, in this This is... This is not a good time to be a Lakers fan. I mean, it hasn't been since, you know, 2013, 20, 2014. Yeah. Say. <sighs> I, I hate to, you know, wrap up the show on, on such a, a sad note. But, you know, good news is, you know, we got some great playoff action. Uh, conference finals will be starting probably next week. Woo! Uh, so, uh, yeah, so conference finals predictions real quick. Are we doing this by... Um, Who we think's winning the, yeah. this series yeah, yeah, now? We could, yeah, we could do that. What's going on with this Bucks game? Well, we could do that. Well, the Bucks are winning thirty-eight to twenty-seven right now. Um, <laughs> oh, like I said, I've been the Bucks since last year when they lost to the Celtics. Yeah, I've been behind them. I, I think they are that team now. Do I know if they go much further than the next round? Uh, gotta see who they end up matching. You know how that end up ends up going, but. Yeah, I'm pro Bucks. Okay. <laughs> your Bucks, your your Bucks all the way to the finals. Uh, look, I said I don't know who they end up playing <laughs> against. Yet, so, <laughs> uh, I, I got a coming out for the Eastern Conference, and then I'm gonna see their matchups gonna be Toronto. Yeah. And I, I think. Uh, I think you'd be more inclined to take the Bucks. So I'm going to take Toronto to go to the finals. Mm. Alright, I'm taking the Bucks then. I'm taking the Bucks and uh, I'm I'm going to take uh, Golden State in the West. I'm going to take Golden State too. Unfortunately, I mean. Hi. <laughs> they're, they're hard to go against them. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, proof though. They have such winning history. Man. It's a um, it's a light at the end of the tunnel, you guys. You know, I hear rumors of Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant getting up out of there next year. So we'll, <laughs> we'll have to cross our fingers, though. My thing is, what's the point? Of seriously, they're for one. Kevin Durant needs to solidify some type of legacy before he gets up out of there, and I think his legacy is not retiring in Golden State. I, I I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't. I really don't know what's gonna happen. I just feel like this off season is gonna be wild. But you know, that's that's Me not too. till July. But this, is, this you know this was the year that everyone was waiting for. Everyone was like, oh well, let's just play this year. Then next year, everybody's contracts up, so we get to see for real, for real. And that is this summer. So now we're here. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to say the least. And then you have some. Stellar people in the draft class. Absolutely yeah. great talent. So we'll see how that plays out. I was going to say, uh, 
Who you guys think gonna get the number one pick? Are you serious? Zion. <laughs> no, I'm saying no. I said who who y'all think is gonna get the number one pick? Oh, oh, the team. Yeah, duh. Don't play with me, y'all. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Yeah, we all know that. Well, I would hope to see him go to the Knicks. Like I said, I want to see that. <laughs> I want to see that that Knicks team get them three superstars that they've been needing for twenty years. Isn't it what the Knicks or uh, uh, the Knicks like, have the worst odds? The Cavs have the worst odds, and the Suns. They all three of those yeah. teams have a fourteen percent chance. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, boo if he goes to the Cavs. Absolutely, boo. And, <laughs> like at if least he goes the to the Knicks, Cavs. I see him like you know bringing <laughs> some excitement to the city. A hundred percent, you know, making the Garden live. Um, that would actually be kind of dope, low key. Um, I honestly don't know, but if I had to choose, it would be between Phoenix and the Knicks. They can't give it to Phoenix in back to back years. I hope not. I, I think yeah, it would be really no. good if the I'm Knicks got the number one pick. Telling y'all, he needs to be in New York. Send that man to New York. I just hope that New York's front office doesn't drive away some more star talent because they're known for it. Mm-hmm. But everybody's big on New York's coach. So oh, uh, Dave Fisdale. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. I like Fisdale. Yeah, every you know that could work out because he is a player's type of coach. Yeah, and like the way that he. Um, I was actually watching an interview last night about him on MSG One Fifty, um, and he was talking about how when he walks in the gym, he daps up all his players. How you doing today? You know, trying to see how they are and understand that they have a life outside of this life so he always is trying to be in the mix and you know that's a that's a player's type of coach right there i think he could do some work with zion yeah that'd be that's that's what i want to see out here i'm just gonna pray that um that something happens with the lakers like they get a top five <laughs> i know you're gonna pray that's i'm exactly gonna pray, I'm, gonna, pray I'm, gonna throw on, <laughs> I'm gonna throw on all lakers gear like I always do for the lottery. And it's a shame that I've been doing this for, for so many lotteries in recent memory. It's a shame that I have to do this, but I got to. But I, I really want to thank both of you uh, for coming on. I, I really, really appreciate yeah, you guys no coming problem. on. Yeah, this, this was fun. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Both of you, uh, leave your social media real quick. Okay, so my Instagram and my Twitter is at Courtney Shaban, C-I-A-B-A-N. Am I next? Okay. Um, my social nah. media. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she said it so fast. I know, I know. She, she really did. She really did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I say my social media all the time. It gets, it gets a little tedious. <laughs> And then mine is my Twitter and Instagram is Ty Carter two underscores at the end. And if it ain't two, then it's three underscores. But you'll see it pop up as you start typing. All right, most definitely. Nice. Oh, Again. my disclaimer: I just see, I saw a tweet that says prediction like you're gonna hire Jason Kidd. Just watch. I wouldn't be surprised, but my thing about Jason Kidd is, what, what has he done? Uh, he flamed <laughs> out with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Uh, got yeah. fired. Uh, you know his his. The, the most famous thing that, that Jason Kidd did as a coach was uh, knock the beer onto the floor. He kicked over a beer. <laughs> on the floor. And that, that's what he's most known for as a coach. So, I don't know. 
I really don't know. I mean, I, I guess LeBron, you know, would like J. Kid. I, I don't know at this point. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. That's a conversation for later in time. Yeah, we'll just have to see. But yeah. um, this was a very, very fun episode. Uh, great chemistry, uh, you guys. It was great chemistry between us three. That was fun. We gotta <laughs> definitely, definitely do a part two in the near future. But yeah, I want to thank sure. everybody for listening. Um, you know, I enjoyed doing episode 87. I had these lovely ladies come on. Uh, yeah, I, I got to let them go. We got to watch this Bucks game. Uh, so <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, this is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 87 is done. Peace. <laughs>